I'm amazed how many people own stocks. Welcome to the Playing Footsie Podcast. My name's Paul, and each episode, me and the lads get together to talk about the stocks, stock market news, and finance in general. Quick disclaimer, you shouldn't consider anything in this podcast as personal financial advice. If you need such advice, go to a financial advisor. And please remember, when investing in any form, your capital is at risk. So sit back, relax, and let the lads fill you in with all the stock market news of the week. The sucker's going up. That was the, uh, you know, that was a thing. I I was listening to um, My First Million. It's a podcast. And they did a thing like, um, they said that all Peloton, uh, all of the Peloton kind of, uh, what do they call them like sessions or something like that where they're talking on the bikes and stuff they always have they always start in the same way they always start like they've just come out of the best in joke they've ever said they've ever come across so like as soon as they press record they go <laughs> thanks guys oh, thanks guys welcome back guys and welcome to the midweek footsie and they, they do this mad little it's to make you feel like oh we're oh, having lots of that. fun behind it Oh yeah, no, no we we keep this in. Yeah, yeah, I should have. I thought I was going for it as well, but I didn't. I'm not I feel like we found it. a thirty-second cutout though for our first short thingy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Just right. trying to start the midweek well, one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're two minutes in. People can just watch this. Uh, welcome back, guys, to the midweek footsie. Uh, we where we answer all of your questions that you leave us in the comments below of either the midweek footsie or the normal podcast, which is on every Sunday morning. Today we've got Steve D and Steve W, and we're here to answer a question from Sean Walsh, uh, not the comedian. He's asked he's asked a question before, hasn't he? So uh, so we made I made the same joke last time about him cheating on his missus uh, down an alleyway. Uh, all of that. Uh, so this week, uh, Sean Walsh asks, do you try to allocate a percentage of your investments between the different currency markets? If so, how do you balance it? Do the FX fees and withholding taxes influence your investment styles? I think this question has probably arrived from us talking about some of the German markets in one of the other uh podcast that we talked about because i said that i didn't like vw basically because of the 15 percent um withholding tax even though i invest a lot in america so who wants to start on this one me yeah i'm pretty happy to but (laughs) my answer is (laughs) well my answer is fairly short though so i could I, i could race you to this one um i'm not bothered at all i think realistically withholding taxes fx fees currency markets there there is really no need in my head to balance it i've got a a a saying in my head but i can't remember who actually originally said it but it's you're not an etf so you don't have to buy everything that might have been buffett was that buffett steve not aware it was buffett Hmm. yeah buffett probably not not quite sure you should be an etf so so I'm not really particularly bothered about where the company comes from, how the dividend's going to get taxed, what the what FX is in. All I'm really, really interested in is buying shares of really good companies. So the fact that I'm going to get taxed on the dividend, the fact that um, there might be an FX fluctuation doesn't really bother me at all. I just want sort of 25 to 30 really, really good companies and where they reside in the world really doesn't mean too much to me at all, especially the currency, the tax side of it is, uh, so long as I can get them in a nicer, 
uh, that kind of alleviates most of my tax woes. And um, FX, real, I can't do a damn thing about FX. So it's another one of those things I just choose to ignore. What about you guys? Uh, so uh, I did have something in my head, but I've totally forgotten it. Um, but no is the answer, essentially. Of, I, I don't try and allocate a specific amount of my money towards, say, America or, or UK or something like that. It's the same thing. If there's a good company, no matter where it is, I, I'm kind of subject to that tax, and that's it. A lot of people in my comments used to they don't do it so more much anymore but they used to say why are you investing in dividend companies in america and I, and I had to explain every single time i'm not specifically invested because of the dividends the dividends do help and you know they are part of the reason why i'm investing but I'm trying to invest in the company with the high cash flow and it's unfortunate at the moment that those companies are in the S&P 500 and those companies do come from from America where we are taxed and that's where that's why most of my portfolio and most of most people's portfolios is is stuck in America and you can see that and and that brings worries of its own to my attention uh, as well that everyone's just chasing the same market as far as fees go uh fx fees not so much uh it does play uh, a little bit on my mind but again it's a necessary thing that i can't avoid but you know what annoys me even more and i i just can't get my head around it uh, that often fucking stamp duty i freaking hate stamp duty i don't understand why when i buy 40 shares of bae i've got to pay a quid and a half of stamp duty it really annoys me uh and the fx fee annoys me a lot less uh, I, I don't know why and it is something that's coming sort of into my brain recently because obviously etfs and index funds particularly on trading two or two aren't charged stamp duty so I, I really need to make a calculation there and i think everybody else needs to start making calculations about how much you're losing in stamp duty by buying stocks versus how much you're actually gaining and uh right now the in my head the calculation does lean to favor um paying those charges and gaining the gains but i wonder when one day that doesn't become uh, uh, a reasonable investment so i shook my head when you asked who wants to go first because i didn't think i had a very good answer to this but my answer is the same as both of your answers, which uh, now makes me wish I'd got in there first with this. My answer is also sort of mainly no. Um, there are a couple of things then. So a couple of things that you've both said already that I kind of agree with. There's a certain sense of, look, there's a question of if you want to buy Disney because you think Disney is an extremely attractive company, it seems unlikely that an FX fee would put you off um, because if an FX fee was going to make the difference between you buying it and not buying it, it probably wasn't attractive enough for you to buy in the first place, uh, to be honest. Um, there are a couple of other things along the way there. So stamp duty is an interesting one. It's one that I always tend to forget about, actually, because when I think about taxes, which I do think are a sensible consideration, it's a perfectly good way to think of thinking, look, my return from this Swiss-based uh, company is going to be taxed at this rate. My returns from this US company is going to be taxed at this rate. My returns from this UK company is going to be taxed at this rate. Do I think that's enough to make a difference? Maybe. Um, you should definitely think that sort of thing. I think it unlikely a lot of the time that that calculation will prove decisive in a certain way. You will think, this company is really good and I'm going to buy it where it is. Um, 
if you really, if I really thought, I guess that I had a problem with the U.S. dollar to the point that I thought, look, the U.S. is going to get infl- the dollar's going to get inflated so badly that when I try and sell these things back to pounds or my dividends get paid out and converted back to pounds, they're just not going to be worth it anymore. Um, and it was on the basis of that kind of currency exchange. I think I would probably just try and buy a currency that wasn't the dollar or, or even consider going short the dollar directly if that was really a kind of worry uh, for me in this situation. That's, I don't that's a very interesting theory happen, because yeah. today I actually did speak to a few people who, you know, we talked on Sunday about the uh, like fleet to bonds, but a lot of the traders fleet to currencies. So they try and find yep. uh, stable currencies such as Japan, um i think uh the norwegian krona was one of them these 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 less volatile currencies which kind of do a lot better and you consider like mm. the um the us is now like you say getting inflated venezuelan style inflated uh to, to a point where it could be dangerous or a lot at least a lot of people a lot of macro guys think it could be a bit dangerous um yeah a lot of people have suggested fleeting to uh stable uh stable uh currencies um are there any sort of different currency markets that you kind of look at or that you that you're interested in at the moment there aren't any that i've had a look at and here's the reason i've stayed out of currencies um currencies as you point out in general so leave aside venezuelan currency for a moment stuff like that they are notoriously low volatility so there's a reason why traders, when they're trading equities uh, with CFDs, usually do it at about 10 times leverage. And at currencies, they usually do it at about 100 times leverage because you need to make money on a move. And that move is not usually very big. If you follow the kind of um, pound against dollar chart, it goes up and it goes down and so on. But the numbers along the side will tell you it's going up and it's going down in a very, very small range, which makes it quite hard to kind of take great rewards without taking really quite a lot of risk which is why i'm sort of minded towards staying out of currency uh, trading and uh, and the same reason i stay out of the vast majority of things i stay out of i don't know what i'm doing but i sort of detect an mm. additional kind of level of risk there but if i felt strongly enough about the us dollar uh, that i didn't like it i would just go short a pairing of the dollar against the pound um, I don't feel strongly enough about it, and therefore it's not enough to put me off buying companies whose earnings come in denominated in dollars. Importantly, it's that that you really care about if you care about the currency here, what they earn their money in, not what their stock is traded in, necessarily. What about markets? Are there any markets that you actually would jump into? You know, a career in Japan sort of strike, like uh, stand out to me at the moment. Oh, any markets that you'd avoid? Uh, Probably based on a currency risk more than more than anything. Mm, nothing jumps out at me, Steve. No, nothing really jumping out at me. I, I mean, obviously, Turkey at the moment is not somewhere you would want to play. Um, should you not know anything about forex or or inflation or or anything along that, I, I've just. I was going to say, I feel really sorry for people watching this because we've said the word currency too long. They're going to be plagued with um, Greg Secker videos on YouTube. <laughs> um, he will now appear um, at least three times a day. And uh, <laughs> if you don't start calling him Dick Sucker by the end of the week like I do, um, <laughs> maybe that might not make the cut. <laughs> You'll probably get a lawsuit tomorrow. Um, and we can't afford it. Um, <laughs> but yeah the other thing is obviously a lot of stocks trade um 
dual nationality now as well, so they'll trade um, they'll trade US and they'll trade pounds. So if it really is you don't want to buy something in that, that particular currency, there may be the option to uh, buy its its dual listing. The the only issue with that is you end up paying a price in liquidity and probably on spread as well. So. Um, there's there's nothing really about forex i'm afraid that that interests me and for a number of reasons really is that there's a, a hell of a lot more money in somebody teaching you how to use it than actually uh actually doing it themselves and the people who get into forex without quite a lot of money because of the lack of volatility in currency you only earn a little bit a day unless you've got a hell of a lot of money to whack down in the first place and if you've got a hell of a lot of money to whack down, why are you doing it tarting around on on Forex? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense to me. That's, uh, that's uh, a bit of... <laughs> God, you're going to upset so many traders right now. But essentially, uh, that's that's it from us. I think we've got a very similar outlook on this. Basically, if you uh, want to buy a really good company, then you probably got to pay the fees to get to that company. And if you really don't want to pay fees, buy index funds. Uh, so thank you very much, guys, for listening uh, to the Midweek Footsie. It's been me, Steve W, Steve D. Leave your comments uh, and other questions in the comments box below and obviously on Spotify or anything. We've got very, very into the community on Spotify there. Uh, if anyone wants to have a chat on there, go for it. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. I'm amazed how many people own stocks. I'm amazed how many people own stocks. The sucker's going up.